0: I'm Brian Jennings for The Source Weekly, and we're talking with Renee Patrick of the Oregon Natural Desert Association about the Oregon Desert Trail and her many adventures. This is Sourcecast. Well, first of all, tell me about your background and your enthusiasm for hiking long distance. You've obviously done quite a bit of that.
1: Yeah, I would say my interest in hiking started uh in 2002. I headed out on the Appalachian Trail. That was actually my first backpacking experience. I had no idea if I would enjoy it, but immediately I just knew this was my this was my niche. I loved it. I felt like my body just felt great walking three miles an hour for months on end. So I completed the Appalachian Trail and then went on from there and hiked. I was in grad school in England and hiked the West Highland Way, which is a hundred mile path in Scotland. And then it just kept snowballing. I um, got on the Pacific Crest Trail in 2006 and through hiked that. And then it was the Colorado Trail, the Arizona Trail, the Wonderland Trail, a trail in the Adirondacks. And you know, you can't just hike two of the three long trails. So I had the Continental Divide Trail on my radar for years. And last year in 2015, the, the hard work, the saving the money, the, everything worked in my favor to take, you know, five, six months off and hike from Mexico to Canada once again. I love it. Yeah, I feel uh, very creative when I walk. I feel like you have to be completely present in the moment so you're you're really focused on the here and the now especially last year on the continental divide trail where one misstep might mean falling down a snowy slope in colorado or getting caught up on a high ridge in a thunderstorm or you know there's grizzlies there's long waterless stretches so you have to be completely aware and in the moment to complete a, a trail like that and that was a real exercise and presence and determination and just even I was uh, chased by thunderstorms and I had snow every month of the trail but it was just put your head down and keep walking.
0: (laughs) Well it's an inspiration to a lot of people to be able to read that and then you can mentor them and their aspirations for hiking as well I would assume.
1: Yeah, it's really exciting to meet the people along the way. And that's one of my favorite things about hiking or the folks I run into in the small towns or the other hikers who maybe never considered a long trail. But um, they, you tell them some stories, they hear about the conditions, and you see a little twinkle in their eye sometimes and think, maybe I could do that. And I really think um, long-distance hiking, almost anyone can do it. It's much more of a mental challenge than a physical challenge. I mean, the physical challenges are definitely there, but I've met, the oldest person I met was 83 years old who was through hiking the Appalachian Trail. He was going 10 miles a day, but, and he would hike from sunrise to sunset, but he was out there doing the same thing that the 20-somethings were doing. Um, a lot of folks wait till they're retired to get out and do it just because of the time it takes to do a long trail and just having that mental determination will get you through i mean there's injuries I've been injured on every trail, and you just you take the time you need and you recover and you get back on the trail.
0: What is the longest stretch of time that you've been out on a trail?
1: Um, I would say about nine, ten days is longest. Usually, you can resupply on these trails between three to seven days is on is the average and this last year when i hiked through the bob marshall wilderness up in montana um, there had been some fire closures so one of the resupply stops um, benchmark ranch was closed to hikers so it was like all right nine day push let's go and it was the end of my five months of hiking, and I was very hungry, and I could have carried more food, had a little bit of a panic, like, I'm going to starve, but, you know, you, I knew I wasn't going to starve. You just hike faster so you can get to town. I think I got in eight days instead of nine because, <laughs> because I wanted some more food.
0: <laughs> well, that's a good reason. <laughs> um, tell us about, then, the Oregon Desert Trail. This has been a, a concept for a number of years now, and it's an expansive uh, idea. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, so the Oregon Desert Trail was conceived by um, ONDA, Oregon Natural Desert Association. Brent Fenty, who is actually a thru-hiker as well, um, he thought one day, why not draw a line between the wilderness areas that ONDA's had success in protecting or would like to protect through future or current efforts? So starting with the Badlands Wilderness, which became a wilderness in and Nine and tracing a line and also hitting highlights of the high desert. So it goes down to the Fremont and actually ties into a beautiful trail that already exists, the Fremont National Recreation Trail. Um, it goes down by the Hart Mountains, and it kind of edges the, the Ebert Rim, um, which is quite dramatic, and uh, hits a couple hot springs along the way, then over to the Steens, where that's become a protected cow-free area. Um, down to the Pueblos and the Indian Creek Mountains and over to the Owyhee, which currently there's an effort right now that ONDA is involved in and in getting permanent protection for the Owyhee. But it's also these stunning natural areas that not many people get to visit. And so the idea is through a trail, maybe that can facilitate some more visitation to the desert and experiencing some of these amazing places.
0: Have you hiked a good share of the trail yourself?
1: I've done pieces here and there. I went and hiked uh, a little bit near McDermott uh, towards the little west of with my friend Sage Clegg, who was the first to hike the trail in 2013, and I've definitely been in the Badlands a number of times. Um, It's high on my list to get out and do some sections this year. It may be next year before I do a thru-hike, but um, just this last week, I traveled down to the Plush. Adel and Lakeview area and I had never been in those regions before it is stunning there is so much natural beauty out there there are so many interesting cultural and uh, historic and geological um, things to explore and I'd really love to dive in deeper and not just hike it when I hike it but really understand what I'm hiking through who are the people you know Paisley Caves near Paisley has some of the oldest Traces of human history in the in the this part of the world, and it's very deep. It's very rich out there.
0: Does the trail itself go uh, quite close to the Paisley Caves?
1: Um, well, it goes up on the Diablo Rim, so you're walking above it, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a sh- a short side trip, you could probably manage it. And another thing I'd like to do is uh, enhance the materials. We have a basic map set, and a guidebook, and some waypoints. But I really wanna get in there and find out what are some other interesting points near the trail that people might wanna visit while they're out there. And perhaps because this is a challenging route, it's a lot of cross country travel, connecting to old roads and some existing trail. It's maybe not a through hike that your average um, backpacker would wanna do because it's a little more challenging. You have to be comfortable with map and compass. Uh, But I think Section hiking this will be very popular, and so I hope to identify some highlights of the trail that people who just have a weekend or a week might be able to go out and experience that part of the trail.
0: What areas would you suggest to section hike? There are so many areas the Steens Mountain, the Hart Mountain, the Sheldon area, uh, over to the Owyhees. It's an incredible uh, line that you've drawn through the desert, uh, 800 miles
1: correct well you you rattled off a few of the highlights definitely there's there's some established trails in the Steens which are stunning going down to Wild Horse Lake Big Indian Canyon Um, and all the way down the trail goes down to the Elverd Hot Springs so you can end your hike with a soak Um, definitely the Hart Sheldon region is stunning Um, there's it's, it's hard to just pick one. I think a popular one will be the Fremont uh, National Recreation Trail portion. It's a, it's a trail that's built. There's plenty of water, so water isn't an issue. Access is easy from Paisley and Lakeview, um, and it's a two-hour drive from Bend. It's actually surprising that not more people go to the Fremont because it's so close, and our mountains can get a little crowded with... with uh, Lots of people loving to hike in the Three Sisters. So I would definitely think the Fremont is the next, you know, the closest, pretty amazing spot.
0: Now, Anda is working with federal agencies to try to get a designation for this trail so that it's formalized rather than conceptualized. How is that process going?
1: Um, that was started in 2013 with the proposal to make it a national connecting trail with the Fremont which is a National Recreation Trail, and the Desert Trail, which is another Mexico to Canada trail that the Desert Trail Association, based out of Madras, had formed years ago. Um, I believe there's only been one through hiker on the Desert Trail, it's in, and that was more of a conceptual route as well, a lot of cross-country and travel. So, um, but a lot of the proposals in just waiting, I guess, for more, for more uh, folks to, For more support, Mm -hmm. more support on the ground um, with businesses and people. And we need more hikers out there hiking. We've had five through hikers on the trail. So it's really what a lot of what I'm doing this year is giving presentations about the trail, um, enhancing the materials, and really creating the infrastructure that would allow a designation, if you will.
0: So many people, when they think of hiking and, and trails, they head for the mountains, they head for the lush forests, they head for the waterfalls, which are all beautiful. But this is a unique beauty that many people are are just discovering.
1: Yeah, it's the desert. It may not be as spectacular as the snow-covered peaks when you first look, but you look deeper and deeper and there's quite a bit of life out there. Our, our mascot on our new logo is a pronghorn. There are amazing huge herds of pronghorn you'll see in the desert. There are pictographs you might stumble upon, Indian uh, hunting blinds, there, there's so much beauty and you really, it, by spending the time out there and hiking through this, this region, I think you really come to respect it and, and really dive in deeper to uh, what's on the ground, you know, the small, the small wildflowers, the sage grouse, you may not see because they're hiding in the sage. Uh, it's it's more of an introspective experience, possibly, but then it's quite dramatic if you've gone down by um, Valley Falls, by Plush, these geologic ridges, these fault block mountains that have come up out of the desert, and the Steens is a great example. It does take your breath away, it is quite stunning.
0: I'm Brian Jennings for The Source Weekly, and you've been listening to Sourcecast, also online at bendsource.com.